Hey, 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 it's Todd Fox here from Halos in the Infield, and I got to tell you about Noble L Works, where all you have to do is mention Halos in the Infield to get 10% off of any kind of craft beer or anything in-house. So we're on tap at Noble L Works. They have the best flavored beers and awesome golden pale L's. You got to check them out. Mention H-I-T-I and get your 10% off right there. And then also 714 Tickets, 714 Tickets, 714 Tickets is a place to go to get tickets for concerts, theater events, and also sporting events outside of the states of California because you can go anywhere and use 714 Tickets and get a 714 Tickets discount via H-I-T-I, which is Halos in the Infield in the Apply Now code. So give them a call too or go online and get that discount courtesy of Halos in the Infield. Now enjoy the show. Hey, 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 welcome into another episode of Halos in the Infield. I am your host, Todd Fox, along with the other host of the show, The Lone Star Halo. Yes, we are checking in on another day, another dollar for the Angels. It seems like that's what they're spending nowadays, but we're going to talk about transactions. Yeah. What's another day, up. another nickel. <laughs> yeah, a nickel. A nickel for your thoughts. And and, and why, the, again, the free agent pool still has quite a few players that are not elite out there, but are very good additions to certain teams. And uh, we haven't seen too many people pulling the trigger especially our angels but we'll talk about what could be uh as we touched on that last episode too but we'll give a couple more things about that we'll also talk about ron washington accountability something that wasn't heard in the clubhouse last year will it be enforced this year and who needs it the most and then we'll also talk about uh you know upcoming news for the angels uh some stadium stuff and I have a curveball for Fernando, a, a sort of what if question uh, with someone that just left the organization. So with that being said, uh, let's start talking about these transaction and what transactions and what the bullpen kind of looks like now. OK, cool. Yeah, yeah, let's go into that. So let's talk a little bit about what's so far been one of the biggest names to be added to the bullpen this year. We got Robert Stevenson. Signing a three-year deal with the Angels. I believe, and this is just off the top of my head, I think it was $33 million over three years, which, if memory serves correctly, would be the Tyler Anderson contract. Yeah, but he'll probably pitch out pitch Anderson, but yes. <laughs> well, I mean, we're comparing an apple and an orange. We're comparing a starting pitcher to a bullpen pitcher. Now, the, the tough thing about Tyler Anderson, and before we flat out call him a bust, um, you know, he's got two more years left under contract. Mm -hmm. And what you can say about Anderson is he at least was reliable in the sense if he went out there every, I would say every fifth day, but for the Angels, like every sixth or seventh day. Yeah, he was durable. And, and, you know, that's something that we haven't been able to say about an Angels pitcher for a long time. Durability. Yeah, and I will add this to your to your feather in his cap, and I, and I am hard on him at times, but I will say this: I don't know if you remember last year, Fernando, but there was a few games where the it was it was about make or break, you know, the, where they had to stay in the wild card, and he did come up in a couple of occasions where I think it was one in Toronto where I thought, man, for sure Toronto's going to uh, wax us, and he pitched his ass off, and so so he's he's had those starts for us where he'll give us a good six or seven innings, one run baseball. And it's just up to the team to score some runs. So he does have that in him. Yeah, I'm not disappointed so far in the in the Tyler Anderson signing. I'm not going to sit here and defend it. You know, I would have preferred that we didn't make that signing. But what I will say is if we're talking about a guy who is your number three, your number four guy, I think you could do much worse in the middle of the rotation. <laughs> um, so 
I, I'm a little more excited about Stevenson. Uh, I like him out of the bullpen. I think he could really help bridge the gap to Carlos Estevez. Say what you want about the way Estevez ended the season. I don't think it's much of a hot take to say he ended the season in very disappointing fashion. But I will also say, I think a lot of his problem was just overusage. Yeah, you know, think- we we saw guys like Joe Madden do that in the past where you just run your closer into the ground. And I think that might have been the case with Estevez. You know, he this guy was an all-star. This guy was arguably the best closer in baseball for the first half of the season. Mm-hmm. You can say that and not make an ass out of yourself. He was great. He was lights out. He was elite. He was cream of the crop to start the year. There's a reason he got in the all-star game. But for whatever reason, near the all-star break, and especially afterward going through that second half, he was god-awful. You could throw Raleigh Chris out there and got the same result. I think I think for the most part, though, with Estevez, I have to back off a little bit on that. I don't think he was overused. I think in in the actuality, in the second half, he was he was not used enough, and because we weren't putting him in situations where the game was winnable, you know, we would bring him in after four or five days rest, and of you know, we're down four. You know what I mean? And and so like I think that attributed to his numbers inflating at the end. And then when we actually had him in a closing spot, he hadn't closed for a while. He was getting lit up. I went to a couple of games where I'm like, all right, he's had plenty of rest, but rest isn't, you know, he needs to pitch every other day, you know, or if we have two or three save opportunities in a row, he needs to do that. And, I, and I, that, I, that, that's where I feel on that. I, I Let me rephrase that. When I say overuse, I mean more he was gassed out. Like he had hit his barrier and, you know, there's certain athletes that as soon as they cross that threshold, that is it. They are done. There is no more gas in the tank. And that's more what I meant by overused. I mean, maybe he more so overexerted himself. Maybe he just wasn't used to being thrown consistently in those situations because this is a guy that was, I think he was more of a setup man in Colorado. Yes, he was. Now, now, let me ask you. Let me ask you this too. Do uh, you think part of that Estevez que- equation came down to confidence, like like them not d- giving him enough confidence, or, or setting his confidence, or setting him up to forget the last night's bad performance and restart like a true closer would do? Do you think they didn't have either? He doesn't have that mentality, or they didn't in- help him to get to that point? Because I felt like he was left on an island a lot last year. I think it might have been the latter. I think the organization certainly didn't help by letting him, you know, get the monkey off his back because sometimes that's what it is, right? You know, mm-hmm. you overthink it, you overanalyze the matchup. Maybe you don't give this guy the opportunity because he got rough, roughed up. And a lot of baseball players just have that mentality that, hey, it's a new day, it's a new game. I need to, and that's the beauty in baseball, right? Having the ability to move on because, well, it is a new day, it is a new game. You know, in sports like football, you have a whole week to marinate on that loss. True. You know, you have the practices, you have the film, and some teams respond the next week. Some of them don't. It's right back to the same thing the next week. But with baseball, a lot of these baseball players, because they've been playing baseball their whole lives, they are programmed to, hey, it's a new day. I need the ball again. And perhaps when you overanalyze it and you think to yourself, hey, Estevez is struggling, and you give the ball to someone else, well, all of a sudden, maybe that lack of confidence starts to kick in because, hey, not only am I not pitching well, the, you know, my manager doesn't believe in me anymore. Phil Nevin isn't giving me the ball. Perry isn't giving me the ball. Whoever's making that call, maybe it was a Nevin call, 
Maybe it was a Matt Weiss call. Maybe it was the front office. Who knows? But clearly somebody in there didn't believe in him, and that trickled down to his athletic ability near the second half, and he just really, really, really struggled down the end, uh, down the stretch there. Yeah, because I believe, like you said, he's being a setup guy mostly in Colorado. He needed that extra boost of confidence from management and coaching to to be like, hey, man, you're the man. You got to go out there. You know, you got first time closing him. That's tough. It's not made for everybody. So, yeah, I, I totally agree with you, bro. Um, moving back to Stevenson and now, like you said, getting Matt Moore back. Number one, Stevenson's pretty dominant in Tampa Bay. Really good, reliable pitcher, obviously, for getting that contract. But how do you feel with him and Matt Moore back? Are are those your eighth inning guys to Estevez, or do we go with one of the youngsters that came up that had the arm problems but should be good this year? Well, it's going to depend on which version of Stevenson we get. Are we going to get the guy that was 0 for 3 in Pittsburgh with an over 5 ERA, or are we going to get the guy that went to Tampa and figured it out? Because a lot of people go to places like, Tampa Bay, or got hey, I'm going to say the D word, the Dodgers, and they revitalize their career as pitchers. You know, these are just organizations that seemingly have pitching factories, right? Yeah. The Rays tend to get these no-name guys and resurrect their careers. And, you know, if the Rays, if the Oakland Athletics and Atlanta. the Dodgers are Atlanta, if these kind of teams – if they're looking at your player, that means something, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, a couple of years ago, we almost traded um, – it was uh, Ren Hifo, right, for um, Jock Peterson and Ross Stripling. And everyone's like, why would the Dodgers want Ren Hifo? Well, if a team like the Dodgers wants Luis Ren Hifo, maybe you should take a second look real quick. Why do they want Ren Hifo? And that's exactly what the Rays are. They did that with Stevenson. They obviously saw something in him with Pittsburgh. They tweaked him around, and lo and behold, he pitched 38 innings for them. And that's a giant sample size for a relief pitcher, especially with those 14 innings he had in Pittsburgh. Like I said, over a five-year eight. So something changed there. Which version of Stevenson are we going to get? True. And my, my thing is this, too, as we talked about ad nauseum last year, with what you know how the angels baby that bullpen you know one guy pitches one day and he can't pitch another day blah blah blah, blah. matt moore seemed to fit because we had a couple other lefties but i think this year called upon he might need to be used a little bit more uh my question to you with these guys coming in fresh arms i know you want to you know treat the guys who throw 100 miles per hour with a little bit of kid gloves i get that but with these veterans who've done it before in other places bringing them back to Anaheim, bringing Stevenson over. Do we pitch them more? Do you think the Angels kind of take those kid gloves off to where, oh, no, 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 you pitched yesterday, you can't pitch today. Do you think they allow them to be more of a traditional bullpen? That depends. Is it a Rod Washington call or is this a front office call? That's going to tell us an awful lot, and we're going to learn an awful lot within the first two weeks of the season. I'm hoping that they don't baby these guys. If there's a save opportunity, you use your closer. If we're getting down to the seventh and eighth inning and the Angels have a lead, you need to really give those guys who you're going to trust in those roles an opportunity. I don't think Matt Moore is the back of a bullpen type of guy. I don't think he's your seventh inning guy. I don't think he's your eighth inning guy. 
But as of right now, I think he's one of the only lefties in the bullpen. He might actually be the only lefty in the bullpen. At this point, yes. Besides Kehada, if he comes back healthy. But he wouldn't be more of a – he wouldn't be till what, August or September maybe? Yeah, he's pretty late in the year. Did He, he had Tommy John, right? He had Tommy John at the beginning okay. of last year. So, yeah, I mean, if all goes well, we're talking about August? Yeah. Maybe July? Maybe? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I dare I say for a playoff run when we're 14 <laughs> games out. Um, you know, but – once again, man, this all goes to what are the Angels intending to do this year? You know, there's a lot of uh, talk out there that Arden Rainer doesn't want to make any big signings. Perhaps he's thinking about selling the team. We won't really know. But I think it's primarily this. The organization is trusting these young guys, and I think they're trying to seem clever about all this. Like, hey, we were secretly rebuilding the whole time, guys. You know, yeah, it, they're going to pretend it's a rebuild if the team is not doing well. And if the team is doing well, they're going to be like, oh, see, I got some article particles and uh, I figured it out. And Art is going to be like, we got them finished business. <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, there's definitely uh, question marks all. You know, you know, if, if Artie made a personal debut or appearance anywhere, whether it was a function or whatever, I think the perfect outfit for him would be like the Riddler suit, but in red with black question marks. Cause you don't know what he's going to do. You know, like, is he going to spit on you? Is he not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should I wear a poncho? Should I not? <laughs> One of those rain ponchos you go to the football game with, but yeah. is Roger, is Roger Laws going to give him a big, like Bugs Bunny smooch? Is he not? Yeah, there you go. You never know. Or is he going to oh, we'll see if his contract gets re up too. Yeah, that's that's this month coming up or February coming up. So, mark your calendars right before a special. Uh, you know, I think it's mid February too. So it's right before something we'll announce in a couple of days. Uh, we we will know the fate of one Roger Lodge. Which, if I'm a betting man, I bet both my nuts that he's going to be still your uh, your propaganda prime minister. Let me ask you this, okay? So the propaganda prime minister. Would you rather, I mean, obviously we're talking about, would you rather get your, your nuts stuck on a door or, uh, you know, a, a sofa, cushion, a sofa, either way it's going to hurt. But yeah. would you rather have Roger Lodge do the sports lodge? Or would you rather have Trent Rush do uh, one of those type of shows? You're picking your poison here. Wow, dude. Uh, I'd have to go the latter. I'd have to go with Trent Rush. Trent I mean, Rush. Because at least he takes phone calls every now and then you know (laughs) that's true hey roger takes phone calls and he and as far as i know besides him doing uc santa uh i don't know if it's santa barbara or anaheim or whatever college game they put on am 830 uh he talks nothing but ducks and angels is what that station's supposed to talk about and roger tends to go off to lakers ucla basketball everything everyone's favorite team the clippers (laughs) let me tell you about my rams yeah no Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, tying it back to what we were saying about the bullpen. Honestly, I, I don't hate these moves so far to the bullpen, right? I mean, you got mm-hmm. Simber, you have Stevenson, you got Matt Moore back. You have Estevez, who hopefully he can have some kind of a resurgence. Uh, you still have our boy Benny Joyce. Yes. So it's it has the potential to be a sneaky bullpen, in my opinion. Yeah, I think last year, I'm look, you know as well as I do, 
me and you were both on the bullpen last year because of the year before success, and it started good. But then guys like Jaime Biera came in, and they they the, I think the mismanagement of the bullpen more than anything hurt the team last year. Uh, I think they had the arms, but then there was injuries, even though they were trying to be you know protective. And then it all makes sense when the season's over, when we find out that they have zero, you know, like the local freaking, what's that called? The, um, the fitness center, the, the, uh, uh, not, not 24 hour fitness, a planet fitness, planet fitness, half of their, uh, you know, they have more, a better, the worst planet fitness is better than the angels top, you know, workout facility. You know what I mean? So, and they're dietitians that get paid $17 an hour or whatever it is are better than the ones the angels have. That's what we found out. So it's, it's yeah. So it's like, it doesn't, it, or it makes sense. The fact we had all those injuries and we've continued to have injuries, continued to have lazy players. I'm hoping that changes with the Ron Washington factor. And before we get into him real quick, I just want to bring up also, you said uh, who else signed the other day, uh, a project for the angels. So uh, there's been a couple I know uh, Hunter Dozier mm-hmm. was one of those guys. Uh, Miguel Sano, Alfonso Rivas is another one. Now, here's my question to you, real quick. I'm sorry for another. Sure. But no, with, with a Dozier signing, I know me and you have been big on Mustakis and Urshela coming back to be those safety blankets for either first base or third base. With them going with with Sano as far as at least a minor league on the surface, and then also Dozier, does that take away Urshela and Mus? It, it could. And by the way, uh, Rivas was actually designated for assignment. He wasn't the guy. I was looking for Hunter Dozier and Miguel okay. Sano. Now, these are both guys that, you know, hey, five years ago, if we signed either one of those, hey, that's awesome, right? You're We're talking about bringing, you know, the Anthony Rendon of the Nationals. I mean, you know, Hunter Dozier, big piece for the Royal success. And then Miguel Sano, giant power hitter for the Twins, like 2019, 2020. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he he was injured. He was injured, and Miguel Sano had to go play in the winter leagues and seemingly has done pretty good there, at least well. And I watched a whole video about him and, like, how he was coming up with the Twins and, you know, his minor league signing with the Twins and how coveted he was. It was a pretty interesting video. Um, and I, I think this is your Mike Moustakis Signing. I know you and I had kind of talked off air about wanting to get a guy like Mike Moustakis back. More so for the leadership aspect is what I was hoping for. I wonder if the organization asked Mike Moustakis if he was down for like a minor league signing. And my guess is Mike Moustakis just probably isn't interested in that. Yeah. Um, I mean, who would at this point with all the other players that have come and gone? What happened at the end of the season? I mean, yeah. And that's the thing. The Angels really did shoot themselves in the foot. Absolutely. So that'll throw us over to Ron Washington. And it came out earlier this week, Rendon in that video that was shared on our page and many others that was, you know, cause he rarely does interviews, but it was mostly about the Bible and, and, and his beliefs, but he got into his angels frustrations. And he also said that, you know, the season, the, the biggest thing that came out of there was the season's too long and it needs to be short. And when I first saw that, before I saw the video, I thought it was a joke because, you know, again, if you're to ask any Angel fan if if that was a real clip or not, they'd say, no, it's a joke because he's the last one that should be saying it. But he said it. What did you think about that when you first heard it? 
I think that down to his core, Anthony Rendon will always be a little bitch. <laughs> and the reason for that is because how come there are so many hardworking people, mothers and fathers, grandpas, aunts, whatever, you name it. How come all of us have to work so hard for seemingly so little, right? I mean, I guarantee you most middle-class people are living in some way, shape, or form, paycheck to paycheck, more or less, right? And here's this dude who is one of the highest-paid players in professional sports. Forget baseball. In professional sports, this guy doesn't even play 30% of the season. Yep. And he has the nerve to the audacity to say this season's too long. We need to shorten that thing up. The only thing that needs to get shortened up is your career, buddy boy. Hit the unemployment line. Go to McDonald's because I guarantee you, if you pull this crap out of McDonald's, Goodwill, JCPenney, hell, go to a Kmart that isn't even open anymore. You're getting fired if you don't show up to work or if you complain, well, I don't work enough or I don't get paid enough, sorry. Because that's essentially what it is. Hey, he's complaining that the season's too long. Oh, should, should we should pay you a little less? No, I don't want that. Because like you said, what if this was football and they cut him? I guarantee you wouldn't have said that. Yeah, yeah, he would have got a parting gift and that's it. I mean, it's not like you can go into your work, Fernando. I can go to my work and say, you know what? The work year is too long. I know we have holidays. I know we have weekends, but we need to cut it down. Instead of working about, what, 45 weeks a year, 46 weeks a year, let me work 36. Let me work 29. No, it doesn't work that way. Yes, 52, know, buddy. Yeah, exactly. So my thing is this. You know, we talked off air about it. And what disgusts me in a way is depending on what side you're on, whether you believe in religion or not, whether you're Christian, whether you're Buddhist, whether no matter what you are. Um when you try to emphasize your life and lead your life as a public fi figure, and, and even as a regular uh, person, you know, you know, if you're, if you're, if your neighbor says I'm a God fearing man, but does drugs and, and, and there's prostitution, he's not representing what he says he is. Right. And Anthony Rendon is representing the Bible. He quotes it. He lives by it supposedly, but you know, and I'm not here to judge anybody, but how can you not, when it comes off, in the media, in the public, that yes, you're all about God, but would God's people do what you're doing as far as obviously taking advantage of the organization of a league and just cashing in, not even caring, having, I mean, do God's people lie and say no habla inglés and, and do stuff like that? I mean, come on, look, religion, politics shouldn't be in sports. I totally agree with that. But however, you're putting it out there. You're putting yourself out there. You're pushing it on us. And you're already a person in the public who's getting a lot of money, like you stated, and you're not liked because of your attitude, because of your your ill play, all of that stuff. It's a recipe for disaster, and it it's just not a good look, right, bro? You look look. Here's the thing: a lot of people hate Josh Hamilton because of the way his career ended with the Angels. Mm -hmm. But the thing about Josh Hamilton is that he was always remorseful about his drug addiction and overcoming his drug addictions. Say what you want about the way his career ended here with the angels. He was the one that went to Artie Moreno and admittedly had a relapse, right? Because of the yeah. whole thing that happened with his wife. Yeah. There's valor in that. He was 
a human being about it. He admitted his fault about it. And you know what? I can sympathize with somebody like that easier than I can sympathize with an absolute dirtbag like Anthony Rendon. You are a, a bad person. Mm-hmm. Dare I say a bad person. You can live by the Bible. Hey, you know, I, I don't spear my religion upon other people. I mean, it might be a surprise for you to know. Hey, I, I'm a religious person. You know that, but most people mm-hmm. probably don't. Because I'm not here to to throw how I believe about things. And honestly, I don't think most people should. You know, if it's if you're asked, sure. But the fact of the matter is this. In almost every religion, at least that I can think of, you're taught, hey, you know, be an honest person. Be a hardworking person. At its core, that's what religion is, right? Hey, you know. Values and morals. Could, exactly. You know, do good on the world. The world will do good to you whether that's a religious figure that does good to you, whether that's society, whether that's karma, whatever. Everything at its core more or less is the same. And what isn't good is, you know, robbing an organization, which is essentially robbing fans, right? Because who's paying Anthony Rendon? At the end of the day, it's some variation of the fans, right? It's your ticket sales, your jersey sales, well, oh, well, maybe it's the marketing. I mean, what about the TV money? Okay, well, who watches the television? If nobody's watching Angels games, there is no advertising dollars. Yep. Because nobody's going to pay somebody if nobody's watching the product. And, hey, that might be a fear this year. Maybe nobody is going to watch the product. But the fact of the matter is this. Anthony Rendon needs to be held accountable. Forget as a baseball player, as a human being. And as a person, it is not right to complain that the baseball season is too long when he is willingly signing up for it, signing a contract, and taking the ability for somebody else who wants to be there to play. It's not fair. There's a lot of other people in the minor leagues who for years were suffering, getting paid $12,000 a year who would have rather had been in that spot and, dare I say, would have worked a hundred times harder than Anthony Rendon. You remember Caleb Coward and how disappointing he was as a prospect? I'd rather have him there than Anthony Rendon 110 out of 100 times because at least Caleb Coward wanted to be there. Yeah, at least he was trying. And that and that's the thing that's so hard for a lot of fans to, to swallow is you got the God-given talent, yet you don't care. I mean, look at – look. I know you've watched sports for a long time. A lot of our listeners have as well. Can can any of you in the comments or halosintheinfield.com with your questions or comments like don't go on to halosintheinfield.com anymore? I gave my computer a virus doing that. Oh my bad. I mean Halos <laughs> in the Infield podcast. I forget that important podcast part.com. Um, but you can go on there and email us at yahoo.com. Jeez, I'm I'm giving a website that doesn't exist away. Halos in the infield at yahoo.com. Okay. Take Way three. to go. Now we got to buy that domain. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, but what my point is, have you ever known? I mean, I'm sure there's been, uh, and there's been chronicled athletes who don't like the game or, or don't re- uh, represent the organization, right? Uh, disrespect owners, disrespect managers. It's been all, you know, but they perform and, and, and usually doesn't go this public. But you're talking about now. I'm. You can scour YouTube. You can watch any other uh, Rumble, whatever you're on. It. You can find p- 
people who are aren't not even close to being Angels fans, but are invested in watching what Rendon does, and you're seeing video after video says one of the worst contracts ever, not just in baseball, but ever in sports. And that's sad considering all the signings and, and bad contracts the Angels have had over the years. But but Rendon's is, I mean, people used to make fun of Pujols. And like you've said many times when you started that whole, I'm sticking up for Pujols because this is what Pujols did, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's apples to oranges compared to what we were getting from Rendon. Yeah, I mean, my whole thing with Pujols is like, yeah, I understand the contract didn't pan out the way we wanted to. But at the end of the day, he was still more or less a productive part of the team. And, okay, even if you make the argument that he wasn't, like, you know, because you don't think that, you know, batting 240, getting 80-plus RBIs is considered productive. Okay, great. At least he was part of the team. Correct. Yeah, at least he played. Guys, and Albert Pools had an excuse. He had yeah. plantar fasciitis which is absolutely one of the most painful things that any athlete could deal with. And guess what? He played through it. I would 100% rather pay someone like Albert Pujols, knowing what I know now about how the end of his Angels career was, I would have 100% rather paid him than Anthony Rendon. No, no, yeah, I would take the Josh Hamilton contract, knowing what I know now, over Anthony Rendon. <laughs> you take the Gary Matthews Jr. as well. I would too. At least he played. Exactly. At and least he didn't make an ass out of himself. And, and here's the thing now, because the only the only thing we know is that Rendon will be back at third base. And for how long? Who knows? Six games. Yeah. But here's what we have to do as Angels fans. If if you got to stay positive, you got to think positive. Well, so what the positive thing would be is this, Fernando. We need to think what he can provide for the Angels lineup going into 2024. And we talked about this off air. I seem to think he would be a good nine hole hitter if Ron Washington's going to enforce things because I don't believe he he deserves a three through seven spot in the lineup. I don't want him at one or two either. But in the nine hole, he walks a lot. He he doesn't have the power anymore apparently. But like you said, Tony Two Bags could be valuable back there if he's hitting doubles and getting on base to restart the lineup. Yeah, you know, I mean, if I'm picking how I want his 15 games this season to be played, <laughs> I think uh, I think the number nine spot actually isn't a horrible idea. Because so you and I had talked this morning, um, and I had brought up the fact that uh, Ron Washington said he wants to hold players accountable. That includes most likely guys like Rendon. He didn't specifically just single out Rendon, but you know. You would imagine that means the guys like Trout, Rendon, you know, and Trout, I've never really had like the inclination that he doesn't want to play, but you know, you still want to hold him accountable, right? Hey, if you're not producing, I understand you're Mike Trout, but you're getting paid to be Mike Trout. So go be Mike Trout. Mm -hmm. But the difference is with Rendon, it's always this, he said, she said, it's, oh, I'm hurt. No, I'm owing less, whatever the case is. So I'm all for Ron Washington holding guys like him accountable. So with that being said, if he's going to be a little more productive in the number nine hole, I don't hate that. Maybe that'll send a message. But the thing with a guy like Rendon is if, let's just say Ron Washington benches him because, you know, he's getting the inclination that he doesn't want to play. So instead he puts a guy like Luis Renjifo in that third base. Do you think a guy like Rendon 
cares whether he's batting ninth or if he's on the bench or if he's hurt? Do you think he's honestly going to care in your opinion? You know, if we not knowing what or now knowing what we know about Rendon, his body language from last year, I don't know the in the 10 games that he played last year, if you saw his body language, he really doesn't care. I don't think it'll affect him. You know, going back to when there's a foul ball or something he just misses and he just turns around and you watch him. I seen bored kids that don't like baseball on the baseball field look more enthusiastic. His throws, I mean, how many errors did he play? Did he have in limited playing time last year? How many times did he just look like whatever? I mean, going back to it, that Otani thing where he could adapt him, he left him hanging because he's like, I don't respect you. Like Otani said, I don't respect you without saying it. His actions, his body language showed it. And I think the bad body language by Rendon, the fact that his teammates don't respect him, I, I, I feel he's just like you said, he's out there for a paycheck and that's it. Yeah, well, you know, this guy has said a lot of stuff that just don't sit well with me. But, like, that was really, really, really the icing on the cake for me. It was I, – it was just, it was that phrase, the whole, hey, the baseball season is too long. He said, bro, how would you know? How would you know that the baseball season is too You got to show up, asshole. You got to show up to know that it's too long. And maybe that's what he means. Maybe it's because he's forced to show up on those days where he's wearing his little sweater in the dugout. And maybe that's what it is. You, you know, he'd rather be home with his kids. You know what? There's nothing inherently wrong with wanting to spend time with your family, your wife, your kids, your your husband, your grandparents. It, it doesn't matter. There's nothing wrong with that. We all want to spend time with our family or friends, right? That's not a hot take. That's not special. That's not exclusive to Rendon. What is special about Rendon is the fact that this cat has the ability to say that the season's too long when he hasn't even played half of it. The guy hasn't even played 200 games as an angel, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not on Artie's side whatsoever, but in an alternate, you know, DC, not DC, Marvel Universe, you know, an alternate universe where the players' union wasn't that strong or isn't that strong, and an owner can say, hey, man, you haven't put up what you said you would in the contract when we signed the contract. You haven't played enough. I'm going to sue you for damages and money lost that I've had to pay you for no return. If yeah. that were possible, I'd be in team Artie all day. You know, even if it's, he's still a shit owner in that alternative universe, I'd still be on his side because I'm like, dude, you've, you, this guy doesn't deserve, he's robbing you in front of everybody. Absolutely. Yeah, it's blind robbery. And for the record, I just checked. I want to issue a public apology <laughs> Uh -oh. To Mr. Anthony Rendon, because I am not afraid of the truth. Anthony Rendon, I was wrong. <gasps> I said that you haven't played 200 games in your Angels career. I stand corrected. He has played exactly 200. Exactly <laughs> to the T, 200 episode, uh, episodes. It's been like an episode because it never ends. 200 games out of a potential 648. So technically one of those was a shortened season. So, I mean, it's probably more like out of what? Five eighty ish. Well, here's the thing, man, that bet, I'll bring it up again between Steve Elise and Maddie, Matt, like my friend, she said, look, 
50 bucks and 50 bucks is not a lot of money but 50 bucks is is a, is a, it's a hilarious bet even 50 if they bucks in today's economy no. yeah yeah it's like <laughs> one one combo at mcdonald's but uh it's a but, churro at disneyland yeah <laughs> but but i'm saying like even if they were to bet a dollar but basically she bet him because maddie matt's like no i think rendon's gonna bust out this year she's like 50 bucks says he won't make 81 games and then right when they shook on it i'm like that's the easiest 50 bucks you just made Ever, <laughs> ever. <laughs> There's no way, bro. Do, do you remember in last year's uh, like, what do we call it? Like the preseason episode, right before the season starts. Yes. You and I had bet five hundred dollars or something like that mm-hmm. in a in a money to charity that he wasn't going to finish top ten in MVP voting. I mean, I don't know what my bet this year is going to be, but maybe it'll be something similar to that. I maybe I won't do MVP because I mean the chances of him doing that are. Slim to none at this why, point. Why don't we do this? You put okay. up five hundred. I put up five hundred. If he's comeback player of the year, goes and we will personally contact him and say what charity do you want it to go to? If he so a thousand dollars to charity. Yep. If this guy, okay. I mean, yep. I have to. See, I I don't. I, yeah. You know what? I'll do it. I don't know <laughs> if I'll be able to do all five hundred at that time, but I, I will do payments and I will prove it. We'll see, hey, if I can do all 500 at once, I'll do it. $500. Virtual handshake, $500 for me too. All right, so there you go. $1,000, Anthony Rendon, to a charity of your choice if you're comeback player of the year. A little ballsy maybe, but it's not going to happen either way. So no you guys way. can forget about it. No you guys can forget about it. <laughs> he, has a, he has a better chance of being the hacky sack champion of the world than a comeback player in baseball. Yeah, you're right about the second word there, the sack. <laughs> oh, man. So anything else we got uh, for the fans on this one? No. Let me. So the last question I have for actually, you know what? Hit me with your curveball before oh, I ask you my last question. I forgot to tell you that. Yeah. So okay, I had a curveball okay, right. question here for Fernando. This was brought to you by someone outside that they didn't leave their uh, their name. But uh, this came from the uh, the email. And basically, I wanted to ask, I wanted to ask you what they wanted me to ask you, which was, if Shohei Otani was ten years younger and he was he came to the Angels ten years ago, around the time that the Angels either 2013 before they made the 2014 run, does the do the Angels make it to the World Series that year with minus Pujols but add Otani? That's with Hamilton, the whole lineup that they had, no changes other than Otani being a pitcher and a hitter that year. Well. Okay, how old are we assuming Otani is in this mythical world? Because in 2014, I mean, Otani is like 22, well, it's 21. Said, give or take his rookie or second year with the Angels. Okay, so he's like 25-ish, 26-ish? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Um, and Pujols like, doesn't exist in this world? He's Pujols, he's not on the Angels. Yeah, an alternate universe, Pujols is not a part of the Angels, but Otani is. Okay, is he pitching? He's pitching as well. Okay, I don't think the Angels make the World Series that year still because I, I do think they make a deeper playoff run. And by that, I mean, I think they make like the ALCS. So they jump the Royals. Well, no, I think they get eliminated by the Royals because the Royals were a very, very good team that year, right? And they right. proved it the following year by winning the World Series. But it's also going to depend on a couple of things, right? Because people forget the athletics almost knocked out the Royals. The Royals came back in the 2014 wildcard game. And here I was, I was one of those idiots who was cheering for the Royals 
because I knew we weren't doing well against Oakland. I think most Angels fans were cheering for the Royals that year. Yeah, I wanted Oakland eliminated too. Yeah, because Oakland scared me back then. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, you know, there's a lot of question marks. Does Garrett Richards still get hurt covering first base? Because that injury changed his entire career. That changed the season too. It really did. Because that's really what was the turning point. You know, what does CJ Wilson give you? Um, is he still he was a decent player that year? Obviously, Jared Weaver was Jared Weaver. He was still really good back then. Um, yeah, I I think they make a deeper playoff run, but I think they probably get eliminated in the uh, ALCS by the Royals still. And a second little tidbit to that question was, do the Angels still live in mediocrity from 2014 onward with Otani, or do they build around him and the players that they had? Do they have a different outcome, basically? I think they do, because all of a sudden, because if we're talking about Otani's first two years, he was still making league minimum back then. Mm-hmm. And in this world, you don't have Albert Pujols. You're still about to get rid of the Josh Hamilton contract. because I think he was technically a free agent after 2016. Because um, here's the thing. 2015, the Angels missed the playoffs by one game. Mm-hmm. So... I, I don't know, man, because there's so many, like, that's that's a real, real deep dive. You really are throwing a curveball at me because <laughs> think about it like this. Do the Angels keep an aging Eric Ibar? Do they trade Howie Kendrick for Andrew Heaney? Because if you trade Andrew Heaney, I think that trade works out better for you because now Andrew Heaney comes up and, you know, 2016, 17, 18, you know, through 21, He's not ever expected to be your ace. He's a number three and number four in your rotation. Okay. Do the Angels feel inclined to get a guy like Andleton Simmons? Because Andleton Simmons was a big piece in those 2016 through 2020 uh, Angels. Yeah, they never made the playoffs, but they did make some playoff runs in 16 and 17. Yeah. And then that, that also begs the question do they go out there and get those mediocre pitchers? Or or do yeah, they Yeah, you know, do you get your Dylan Bundy's, your Trevor Cahill's, your Matt Harvey's? Who knows? I I don't think I can answer that question. I really can't. There's too many questions. Like, you need to ask, like, you need to give me like a chain of events, right? Like, okay, well, hey, they don't get Anderson Simmons, they don't get uh they don't get Pujols, they don't get Upton because of that. Because then we're really, really talking about a whole nother situation. It's well, a good question. Well, maybe maybe I'm gonna email them back and see what uh, if they can give me some more specifics. And if okay. they do, then then we'll, we'll go right back to it next uh, next show. Well, word on the street is that we're supposed to start doing daily episodes right around the middle of February. Absolutely, so we'll be the top daily distributor of episodes for the Angels. Well, not only that, the title. <laughs> okay, LeBron, but uh, yeah. I, I think I think we're gonna have the most content. If you think about it with, oh, yeah. you know, live watch, uh, you know, viewings probably like once a month or something like that, yep, uh, yep. depending on our schedules, five days a week, plus post game shows, uh, breaking a couple news, of pre games here and there pre games. Yeah. I mean, so if you want angels content and you been searching for good content, but maybe you just get a morning show, you know, or, or an overnight podcast, or you get a couple podcasts during the week. I mean, we're going to give you stuff every day. So yep. there you go. Yep. 
So with that being said, uh, this has been another episode of Halos in the Infield. We appreciate you guys listening or watching. And tell a friend, uh, this Angel season is going to be rough, so we're going to be your shoulder to cry on, right? Hey, absolutely, and you're going to be the one to take those phone calls. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, there's going to be a time limit on those suckers. We're not going to be giving people like 10 minutes anymore. <laughs> Hit them with the gym rope. I don't like that call. Not a very good call. Yeah, I'm going to turn to the black and white, Heedy. I'm going to be a bad guy. There you go. Hollywood, yeah, you're gonna Hollywood be Fox. Yeah, there you go. Hollywood Hogan, Hollywood Fox. <laughs> there you go. You, you, you need to think you, you need to think of your name for the softball tournament. Assuming everything goes off without a hitch and we are able to do it, which we're hopeful. Yeah. I, you gotta think of a team name, because obviously I'm Team Lone Star. You gotta be Yeah. I don't know. The Hollywood Foxes. Yeah, something like that. We'll we'll come up with something. We'll come up with something. I'm sure we will. Yep. So for Todd Fox and the Lone Star Halo. Catch you on the flip side. Adios, Viva Los Angelitos. <laughs>